to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. Welcome back to the 28 to 3 podcast. We've done our best to forget about this past weekend <laughs> and looking forward to the quick turnaround of the Jacksonville game in the Dome. Um, only our third home game of the year and, um, you know, pretty critical game as far as the uh, the season goes. Three and three. We're um, one and one at home. And, you know, there's a lot circulating in this game with Trevor Lawrence's health and and where the Saints stand, you know, with the offensive line health. So it's kind of a difficult game for us to dive into, but we'll do our best. Uh, Corey, what's your initial thoughts looking at this matchup with uh, Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're similar to teams uh, that have worried us in the past, at least in terms of what they they bring on uh, on defense. Um you know they got great pass rushers. They've got athletic pass rushers. Um, so, you know, it, and of course, like it's <laughs> coming off one of our worst offensive performances. And so, you know, the last time we were coming off a bad offensive performance, we uh, did well in, in 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 New England. But this team we're going up against is, you know, I think far more talented than New England. Um, you know, I haven't checked their their numbers their stats to see 21st on defense see that's the thing it's like I, I look at them and I, I think of them and, and think that they've got talent on that side of the ball and and they should be able to do some damage but I don't know they they, they might be one of those teams where the stats don't tell the whole story six games in you know where they they laid some eggs obviously this year and uh you know all the reports I've heard is that they seem to have uh gotten it together a little bit over there in in London now you know maybe we'll catch them a little bit tired uh that might be wishful thinking but um you know I just yeah I have my concerns on offense we're just Carmichael's got to get his head out of his ass and we're gonna have to whatever guys were not doing the work that DeMario and Derek Carr and Camaro were talking about in terms of guys not sacrificing or being held accountable like those guys better be doing nothing but football for these four days I mean good god it's not even a week just like give it three days to not worry about anything else uh you know and maybe we'll be maybe the pressure will help us that's the only thing i can hope for um defensively you know you're the reports are that trevor lawrence is looking doubtful i think um but uh, but yeah i mean as far as what our offense is going up against it's they just they got to throw throw last week in the trash I and mean, it's, it's it's hard to, it's hard to turn predict the page. It. you gotta yeah. pretend it didn't happen obviously it's hard to predict it Max, what you think? Yeah, I got to be honest, man. I am uh, terrified about the offensive line's prospects going into this game. You know, it's uh, it's a walking, it's a limping mash unit right now. You know, we don't have any clue who are, who are going to be which players are actually going to play on Thursday. Hard to think Ramcheck plays with a concussion. Ra- yeah, there's later. no way Ramcheck plays. Right. You know, if you're if you're in concussion protocol on a Sunday, you're the turnaround time. And you're seeing it this year. Um, I think uh, only one player, or maybe not even any players across the NFL, have actually turned around and played the next week after being in concussion protocol. So it looks like they're taking it a little bit more seriously this year. 
and uh, they're actually you're sitting out two games. So Ramchak, no way in hell he plays. Andrus Pete, he's still nursing the uh, I believe it's a groin injury. You know Hurst, he's going to be out from all indications. So Cesar Ruiz, we can, we know we can count on him to play. Uh, Eric McCoy, we can count on him to play, and then Penning, who was recently benched for about a quarter and a half. So <laughs> now cemented as a starter for probably a few weeks. Yeah. So this is gonna be intriguing. Um, man, I don't. I it's. I have no inkling what the starting lineup's going to look like on offensive line. Yeah. And as we've touched on multiple times, this team is only going to go as far as the offensive line takes them. And I don't have faith that the offensive line is going to take them very far other than backwards on their ass. Uh, running game-wise, again, when there's no holes, you can't really expect anything out of them. I know the announcers yesterday or the other day were harping on, you know, Jamal Williams could possibly be back this week. What the hell does that even matter when the offensive line can't block for Kamara? Like, Jamal Williams is not going to make a shred of difference. He was averaging 2.7 yards per carry on around somewhere between 25 and 30 carries, you know, going into uh, his injury. So you can't expect him to make a big difference. There's not going to be a real spark there. Wide receivers, these guys are going to have to run the right routes, you know, because Carr's going to have minimal time to pass this week. So there's going to have to be some quick passes. I'd love to see the return of Slant Boy. You know, yep. it's, it's he's he's the most dangerous player in the league when it comes to slants. Talking about Michael Thomas, let's utilize it. What's yep. the best thing when your offensive line's banged up? You know, do some quick hitting plays, do some uh, do some screen passes, do some just swing passes to the running back, quick slants, just quick hitting plays. Don't ask your receivers to run 30 yards down the field and expect the, the uh, offensive line to hold up. Much They're just less, not going to. Much less all of your wide receivers. Yeah. So, <laughs> And to expect them to do that is just pure insanity. And to so, Corey's point, I think um, is was Trayvon Walker's first-round pick, right? Yeah. So you've got uh, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Clavon Chasson, three first-round picks rushing the passer against mm-hmm. our line, who Former is – number one pick overall, too. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen has seven texts. Yeah, he's the, the best. One, yeah. He's the best. Um, but three three guys with that type of talent going against a line that wasn't good to begin with, and we're now, you know, sixty percent second team based off of what we thought our first team was last week. That's a, that's a tough matchup because their weakness is against the pass. And are we gonna? Ha- is Carr gonna have time to pass against a weak secondary, or in the, this year so far, a weak secondary? I think they're allowing uh, two fifty plus a game through the air. Um, like we said, with their twenty first ranked defense, but they're worse against the pass, I believe. And we might not be able to exploit that. That's a little bit troublesome for me. Um, I think Max has it right. If if we're trying to do anything downfield, it's a mistake. Uh, other than maybe Shahid on a go, just to try and keep the safeties honest, just to yeah. open up stuff underneath with the tight ends and Mike. Because um, when you when Carr hits his third step on a three step drop, if Shahid's on a go, you can get forty out of that. I mean, he, yeah, he's so throw it. he couldn't throw so, it far enough for Shahid last week. Because I mean, when Carr's fault, Shahid just <laughs> he outran he's the ball. He was, he, was, he, was getting, <laughs> yeah, he was getting pulled back. I mean, but to to your point, yeah, you don't need you don't need five seconds for Shahid to get forty yards down the field. Right. And right. I yeah. think I think the biggest thing is just know what you're dealing with here. You know, don't don't have slow developing plays. You know, you just can't do that this week. This has to be quick hitting. It yeah. has to there has to be a focus on what we're doing. Yeah. So I think you know if if 
I hate to say it because with the offensive line as banged up as it is, it's you know not a fair indictment on any offensive coordinator. But it's the nature of the beast, the way Carmichael's been going the last season and this season. He's going to get the scrutiny if and when we do not perform offensively again. And as I touched on on the last episode, this mini buy that we have coming up would be the perfect time to make a change in play caller if they feel so inclined. Yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. I mean, it just comes down to don't set yourself up for failure. Correct. You know, if, if you're Carmichael, because it, ha- it has to start with him. And again, I'll go back to it. We can say what we want about DA. He's not going anywhere this so during the season. So say what you would do, it, ask Carmichael, what's your game plan for this game? What's it look like play calling wise, uh, scheme wise? Because this well, is going to be a game throw, we need a game plan. You, th- you throw more You throw more to the seam. I mean, I know we've talked about it and a lot of people just, it's popular just to say more middle of the field, more middle of the field. And it's not necessarily that it's the middle of the field where guys are just going to come open, but you're, you contribute to setting yourself up to fail when the only options are on the perimeter because and I, failure for this team. Now, if we had a great offensive line, then the perimeter would be great, but we don't. So the, what, what happens when you have guys on the edge of the field is that it, it takes time for Carr to see one side of the field. Um, and then, as has been the case, he has not had time to then look to the other side of his progression. So it's like, it doesn't do you any good if you're putting four wideouts out there or if you've got, you know, even three in a tight end. And everyone's like, we're so talented at wideout. Well, the way we're blocking on O-line, you know, half the field is taken away when all the routes are are, are on the numbers or at a minimum outside, you know, like between the numbers and the, and, the, and the sidelines. So give them the opportunity to get the ball out fast, which would be slants Michael Thomas, which would be a crossing route from Olave, which would be not a total run out into the flat with no blockers from Kamara, but send Kamara on you know a little tight swing pass maybe a wheel a wheel route stuff like that i mean quick hitters what's Jawan's situation he's uh there's no real clarity on it but i would guess he does not play this week yeah he was a dmp but i mean i I hear you say seam and that's what i think of well the problem is we have a guy who can do that his name is foster morrow morrow like put him in the seam stop running Taysom on tight end routes i'm not saying don't use Taysom, but use Taysom on Taysom plays i mean just be like just do with what we've seen what works for this offense we we've seen the types of have well (laughs) but it's only come in such short spurts you know we haven't seen it a consistent yeah but it it also goes back to this it goes back to consistency you know it's just we have not put two games together that look great we don't even put two offense it's rare to see two offensive play calls or plays run that look great even our drives where we have scored touchdowns the drives themselves have been roller coasters. They've been like microcosms of the whole season. It's like just when you do something good, just do it again. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, and one more thing I forgot to mention. Landon Young is also nursing an injury. You know, he was a quote-unquote DNP for the, uh, the practice on, on Monday. So yeah, he didn't we got play to monitor. Week, though, did he? He was out this weekend. I think right? he was, yeah. yeah. So we got we to gotta look at that as well because he's one of the primary backups at tackle. So that's why we saw Cesar Ruiz slide over to right tackle mm-hmm. on uh, on Sunday. And then you saw Nick Saldaveri go into right guard. Yep. So that's – dude, it looks dicey on the offensive line. Like I really – 
it's worrisome, man, especially with with uh, Josh Allen on the other side and and the uh, the other first round defensive end slash edge rushers, whatever you want to call them, that they have on their defense. It's going to be tough, man. You have emergency quarterback situations. There's the new rule and everything. We might have to go into an emergency game plan where you're playing Taysom Hill and not Carr, just because there ain't a, like it's your only option. Like just you're lining up and just running Navy's offense at this point because Carr's not going to have time to drop back and, and do anything at all. I, I agree <laughs> and you're going to get case, him killed. There's no way they're you know, starting. They're not going to do it, not yeah. start him. But like if it's second quarter and you've, you've dropped an offensive lineman and you're just the backups that you have who are just so far down the depth chart are just like letting guys like Travon Walker through to Carr. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, just put, just put Taysom in at that point, you know, like, Give Carr the week off. Concede it. No, don't do <laughs> we that. We shall not concede. No, nah, they won't Corey. do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Not concede the game, but just the I game know. plan. Carr, Carr yeah. won't allow that either. He's too much of a competitor. But yeah, I, he'll run it himself before he lets that happen. Yeah. I. It's, uh, I, if we were healthy, this is probably a decent matchup for us with, with the receiving core versus that secondary. Yeah. Uh, we're not healthy, so this is this is a struggle. I think we wanted a, a Pete Carmichael make it or break it game. If you can scheme out of this and score twenty three points and win this game with that offensive line, because we know it's going to be we we know it's going to be a rough unit, no matter what. We know Ramchek's going to be out. Pete's probably out. Uh, Hurst is out. This is going to be a rough starting offensive line and if we catch <laughs> one injury in that game jesus christ I, I don't even know there's people i've never heard I mean, of like jp holt's gonna play tackle <laughs> Taysom's gonna be playing left tackle it's uh, you know i would actually love to see that it'd be funny it'd i bet be you fun. he could I mean, he would he'll slow throw him like down a couple like you know not not the illegal low blocks but he'll probably go low a couple times take you know take guys legs out i mean i trust him more than i trust pinning right now it if this game is not another one that is insanely difficult to watch I'll be it's going to be a miserable game to watch I'm, I'm telling you right <laughs> now there is no way yeah there is no way this is an offensive breakout game there's just no way yeah yeah uh, and and I'm not blaming anyone for that we need to find a way to manage this game to try and win it uh you know three-day turnaround and no offensive line I think we have to be smart I, I agree with both of you in the short routes uh we're gonna have to pound the run and we're gonna have to punt the ball we need to not turn the ball over and we need the defense to just dominate this game offense has to take what the defense what the jags defense gives us i think you know it it might have to get downright gimmicky to an extent like just getting trying so hard to get the ball fast i mean headley's not punting it far anyway just fake it (laughs) (laughs) i'll honestly look if it if it means six fakes well, I mean, like we said, we we moved the ball to the twenties. Like maybe they're just gonna if they just practice nothing but red zone this week. That's fine. I, yeah, I agree. But anyway, I now mean, if you flip it to the other side, yep. Especially with Lawrence, if Lawrence doesn't play, I don't know that I'm worried about anything on their offense. Calvin Ridley's given us fits over his career with Atlanta. Um, Dude, he's got, killed us. They got talent. They have talent. They do have talent, but they're not very efficient in the pass game. They're they're a marginal offense. I think they're 13th or 14th in yards. Uh, Etienne has had two really good games back to back, and he's got the bust long run ability, which oh, yeah, we we know we've given up a couple of those. Max loves him, some Etienne. 
Yeah. Oh. Love him. But he's not playing us. That's anyway. a Louisiana boy. We and he is, he is coming home for his first game right. in the Superdome since the first preseason game his rookie year when he okay. hurt his foot and missed Damn. the entire year. Also, uh, a small world shout out to uh, Lizzie, her family. Her mom grew up in Jennings, Louisiana, which is where ETN's from. So uh, yeah. he's the pride of Jennings High football. Been there several Went times. Went all the way to Clemson. Um, now his brother's playing. You know, it's just, it's a, I'll put it this way. Having been there a few times, it is a really really small town that he comes from it's it's impressive to think when you go i even saw some jags flags flying like a couple streets off the, we can the root main for drag. him not on saints week's it, court. It, yeah it's it's pretty cool <laughs> i do no i do but it's not no, i love him he's one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. non-saints you know been on him since he was a freshman at uh clemson and, and he's an it's explosive a, it's, guy. Wish, wish him all the best in any game but this one yeah but the reality is you can have him bottled up you know for the first 12 carries and it's a, it's not I'm not, I know Nick's going to lose his mind when Uh-oh. I say this, but I'm not saying it's Barry Sanders-esque, but it's like broke man Barry Sanders-esque in that he could take one play and go 80 yards in an instant, and it changes the entire narrative of what his game was up I'm going to call it point. Napoleon Kaufman-esque. That's that's probably a better that's probably a better analogy. At any wanna, moment it could be eighty yards, and you you don't see it coming. You want to yeah. help out the millennials with that reference? Oh, come on, you you dub. Uh, he quit early in his career after what five or six years yeah. playing for the Raiders. He was a home run back who one cut and was gone. No one's catching him. Okay. Kind of kind of the predecessor to Chris Johnson is what I would say is what Napoleon. Called. He retired okay. to become I think a preacher. Is that right? Something like something that. Something like that. Okay. Retired in his in his mid twenties. Was an explosive running back. I believe you. Dangerous. And I feel the same way about Etienne. I think he's a better all around running back than Napoleon Kaufman was. But um, he'll grind out those yards too. But the the point is, on any play, Napoleon he can take it. Kaufman. Oh man, he was he was something. <laughs> he was else. something, man. No. I'm telling you, that you one go, that one escaped me because I mean, I, y'all I, all YouTube that when you I get love, home. I love the running back. Yeah. And look, he was one. a small guy, five nine, one eighty five. Etienne's actually got some, some yeah. size, but. Uh, yeah. It's the same principle in that all it takes is that one carry and it's an 80-yard touchdown. But, I mean, that one cut and just gone, yeah. kind of like Chris Johnson. Barry was a little bit different than oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It, 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 this was just like straight line speed. If you let him loose, you're you're not even going to close that angle. No one's going to close that angle in the whole league. Yeah, it's funny when you watch ETN run. You know, there was an article about it and, and, and at risk of turning this basically into a Jaguars offensive you know, podcast. But he's, oh. his feet, he has those duck feet. And they did a whole article on it, and it's saying it allows him when he's turning a corner to where he doesn't have to gear down. So if you see him taking an edge, there's a damn good chance that dude's going to be loose in the secondary, and he's going to be outrunning everybody. Like duck feet secondary. is like his, his toes flare they, out. Like, yeah, his yeah. feet flare out like that if you watch him walk. So it's uh, it's just it's it's fascinating when you hear that, and then you watch him run, and you see him take the corner without losing any speed. So, so I think that's Ridley scares me a little bit though. A little bit because he, yeah. he's all, he's killed us in his career. But that's where the defense starts. Is if you if you shut down Etienne and we focus on that. Etienne, sir. Etienne. Etienne. Sorry. Come on. He's, Show some respect. If if you can do that, I think the defense has a very good shot. Even if Lawrence plays, they've been shown to be able to slow down. Teams have slowed down Ridley with no problem. Now most of them are doubling him and letting Kirk do his thing you saw that in the london game yeah, buffalo was, say, was he, like he's their leading receiver kirk is yeah, yeah he passed I mean, ridley up because he's getting he's getting the double coverage not a whole lot of yards well they're all in like the 40 catch range in around 300 400, 350 350, yards. 400 yeah yeah yep. so they spread the ball out really well yeah but they're not an elite pass offense either so right. you know i like our secondary against them i agree with you on ridley just because we've seen him do it to us um 
I remember that game in the Dome where he had like 150. I think we still won that game, but he just went up and down the field on us. He's a good player. He's a really good player. Um, so I think you start making sure Etienne doesn't beat you. Etienne, yeah. however there you want to pronounce it. The correct way. Do you, you have that good authority? It's Etienne. It is Etienne. Is that the Lafayette pronunciation? I'm gonna, next time I'm in Jennings, I'm going to find out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you how it's been pronounced from, on from TV. For you don't want to upset those people point. up there. I'm telling you. No, you don't. That's why <laughs> yeah. I'm not going anywhere near Jennings. In <laughs> That's a great town. You should visit next time. Losing, I goodbye. You should come. How no, far? Is that, how far out of uh, Lafayette is that? Twenty minutes from Lafayette is like forty five. Forty five. It's like almost smack dab between Lafayette and Saint and Lake Charles. Lake Charles. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a hall. It's a hall to get there. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Laffy, I'll go. Uh, I'll go hang out with Todd. Shout out to Todd Newberg. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if we're going to make. Jennings, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to make his list this year or not. It's got to be. It's going to no, be. He will. He will. It's, it's, there's one you know thing it. you can depend on: is death, taxes, and uh, Todd top. 10. You know I'm saying he'll make the he'll make the top ten. I don't know if, if we have anything that's going to make it. Well, you got to you got to step up your game a little bit. We got to do it from the account. But, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So coming into this game, Jags are the thirteenth rated offense in terms of yardage. They're 21st in defense, which is the complete flip-flop of us being the 5th-rated defense and the 20th-rated offense. <laughs> so this is a very interesting matchup, if you ask me. It's Looks like it's going to be a good matchup, it, folks. It's, it, well, it would have been if yeah. we had an offensive line, maybe. I, I think you need to turn this into one of those games we don't want to watch to win it. Well, I, think, I don't think they have an option because every game has been one of those games I don't want to watch yeah, on offense. So. But we kind of have to like win ugly until further notice. Right, you know, like like we said, if the defense had actually stepped up in the first half against the Texans, you know, yeah, and, and look, it, it would have been a totally different looking. The one yeah. drive, the one long drive with the big Nico catch, um, on the not the one after the fumble after the interception, but the the other one where he came on that big crosser and caught it right by the sideline for like thirty, maybe thirty yards. That drive really hurt us. Yeah, um, we gave up the touchdown there. If we hold that to a field goal, I feel that's a. Um, almost perfect defensive performance because then you're talking about 16 points versus the, giving up the two touchdowns. Both, I think it was their only two chances in the red zone. They gave up touchdowns. That was the difference in the game. They scored in the red zone. We didn't. We haven't all year. We all know that. I don't think that starts this week with the <laughs> offensive line situation. So we're going to need something special. We're going to need uh, Shahid on a go or on a route like he did this week, a punt return. That is what I was about to say. We are going to need to score a special teams touchdown for us to have any chance to win. Or this defensive, game. right? I would and, say and or well, probably and defensive to win this game. I'm okay with not scoring a defensive touchdown because that would mean that whoever caught it got down immediately instead of fumbling. Now, if it's a pick six and it's daylight, that's fine. But uh, I'll be so. Well, Ugh. it was Zach Bond, who you hate. I already, so. yeah, you knew I was, you knew I was living. I already disliked that. Real quick, we didn't talk player. about this on the previous episode, but like, why did he get so many snaps this week? It must have been the matchup. I mean, I mean Foskey was in there a few times. He, yeah, they must have. Wanted, but he had like six or seven tackles. Well, we and talked about it. He played well, other than well, he did yeah. the fumble. We talked about it before the season. We we put him in when we run a four three. So obviously, well, he's also the primary backup to Warner and Demario. He's the guy that plays all three positions. Yeah. In addition to being the strong side starter, so yeah. he's your guy that's going to be the backup. I mean, he was in as the Sam, at least as I observed it. Now, I wasn't like taking careful notes of the defense because I was. I Look, he played well other than the fumble. It was a big one, but yeah, I didn't. See it was a great it, yeah. pick. It was a great pick. It was he also played, a horrible. Look, he played well. He was putting pressure. He I was just well. curious if y'all had heard anything on why strategically. I didn't see anything different they were doing that made me think we were going three linebackers, but we ran three linebackers quite a bit. Yeah, I, th I think because they showed such – I mean, if I had to guess or if, from what I could observe, 
they showed a pretty good emphasis on the run, yeah. and they got two big body running backs between Pierce and Single uh, Singletary. And uh, Singleton, Singletary, Singletary, yeah. Singletary medium yeah. body on Singletary. He's, he's, I yeah. mean, by today's standards, they're, they're Pierce is a big dude. Pierce is a beast, and he, yeah. he started showing glimpses of what he did last year. He's been a little, he's been a little softer this year. this year. Yeah, and so I don't know. I mean, I don't. I haven't well, gone back and watched the first half, but like whatever they did against us in the first half, we were falling victim to it because that was the worst by far we've seen our run defense look this entire year. Yeah, they definitely fixed it. Obviously. Um, so I don't. I'll have to go back and see. I didn't really. I mean, I guess, are you really going to go back and watch that atrocity? I don't like, know if I am or no, not. Bury it, bury it. I might. I very well may not. This is not. You know, I'm curious to. I don't know if I'm going to do, it, but I'm, I'd be curious to see what the adjustments were because it was just such a night and day. Yeah. Between. I'll go and say this will never be a podcast where we're handing out actual grades for players like some of the other guys do because that's fucking ridiculous. None of us know what the hell we're talking about. PFF does such a good job of that already. Yeah, they're basically they're basically run by a podcaster. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 bullshit. Like this, what I love about this pod is us giving the you know just the 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 ground level look. Like this is what we saw watching it on the first watch. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's not. But maybe it's right. Maybe it's not. You know, we'll see the highlights that get that get shown. But I mean, I'm not going to grab the all twenty two. Yeah. None of us are qualified to do that because you just don't know the full context of it, and there's not going to be any bullshit grades coming out of this. Well, because you never know what play was called exactly, exactly, and then what or what audible was made. And then what list of plays were on the audible list? I've, I've seen people you know? dissect plays ad nauseum, and then it's like, you know, you talk to Roman or somebody, and he'll, he, you bring it up to him, and he's like, yeah, that's not at all what the hell was going on. Yeah, you can't. Well, I felt that way when we were looking at, uh, we talked about it a couple of episodes, but he's like, this guy's running a curl on the side, but they never looked to that side of the field. It was right. an irrelevant part of the play, so let's yeah. not focus on that. Let's. If you go back to the uh, the fourth down, the failed fourth down play from last week's game, where Carr threw it to Camara and he ran immediately into the two defenders that were waiting for him, I have seen like seven different interpretations of how that, <laughs> what the play was supposed to be and what Carr did. So it oh, goes yeah. back to my original point: none of us know what the hell we're talking about. Right. We're all t- we're all just basically regurgitating what we saw in the moment, right. and we might not agree on it, but none of us know what the true play call was what, what the audible was well, any of that. what i we thought can, was a pretty good defensive play there it was yeah, very definitely good play. we can agree but, on that it was definitely a defense a good defensive yeah, play i think you can at least see what the play is not you know it made it kind of got me a little bit pissed when like there were people like why would you call a play to the flat with camaro with right. no blockers it's like that was not called <laughs> if you can't see that as a fan just stop yeah, watching don't, don't tweet and that's it. my point don't like, tweet it yeah don't like that it's obvious that it was a check down. I but mean, we live in a world where people are going to tweet their thoughts no matter how He's reading they are. one player. He's reading the linebacker. Linebacker sits on Thomas. He throws the flat. If the yeah. linebacker slides out to Kamara, he hits Thomas on the slant. It's a one-two route. It's clear yeah. as day. And it didn't work. And maybe it's a bad call. I'm not saying it's a good call. But that linebacker covered, dropped into Thomas and still met Kamara at the first down marker. That was a great play. he managed to also not linger after Kamara caught the ball. Because I looked at it and I'm like, there was a split second where... Michael Thomas was between the linebacker and Kamara, but I just don't think that when the linebacker started running towards Kamara, I don't think Thomas had enough time to get his face across right. the backer. And also, too, the thing you saw in that play is that, and, and this is an example of what I do not want to see against Jacksonville. I mean, I know we're going to have a depleted offensive line, but I mean, it wasn't a play where Carr had enough time to read the entire field. It wasn't the play you know, called to read the whole it field. Was, it was the clearly. one play where it wasn't 
there wasn't anyone running on a vertical. But the only problem is that, and yes, they ran to the Corey, six. We, we said we put this behind us. Put it behind us. <laughs> but, but what I want to, this is what I want to see for next week. Like, quick. Because we asked what I want to see. It's like, I want to see them attack the middle of the field more, but don't, just don't put everybody in the same spot. Like, stop doing that. They're that doing has that. happened multiple times yes, this year. Like, yeah. put people in the seams, but then put the other guys elsewhere. Just, yeah. If yeah. you want to go follow Kurt Warner, he does a lot of uh, route running stuff that's really freaking good on yeah. just everybody out there. Go watch his route concepts. It's awesome. Is that on so YouTube? So re- recap real quick. No, he, he posted on Twitter too. Uh, he may post on YouTube. But okay. It's definitely on Twitter. But he, he shows the concepts and why they run things certain way. Hmm. It's really good. Um, so recap real quick on the Jags. They've played Indianapolis twice. They won both of those. They scored nine points against the Chiefs. They got blown out by the Texans. They played Indy twice? Yeah, they've already played them that's twice. Fast so that's two of their wins. For a division opponent. Yeah. That's weird. First week, and, and they just played them this week. They beat them both times. To their credit, division foe. Good wins, I guess. Um, Chiefs held them to nine. Lost 17-9. to nine. Texans held them to 17 and lost 37-17. They went to London, turned their season around, beat the Falcons for us. Thank you. Played the Bills in a tight game. Uh, Bills kind of laid an egg in the first half. We're probably pretty fortunate that they work the you know the London trip better than probably any team in the league, having done it every year. Won 25-20. And they're coming off the Colts win this week again. Pretty commanding win of 37-20. to uh, That leads us to our game. And where do we stand with them? Um, let's give it to Corey first. Give us uh, kind of how you th- think this thing plays out. Offensive and defense, MVPs, what you got? Okay. Um, I hate to do it. I don't or wait, are we, do. go- are we doing scores first? or Scores first. Yeah. It's hot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at the game, so I want to see us win, but I can't. I don't know. I don't think I can predict it. Um, I'm really, honestly, but I'm really torn because it's like, if we played like we did last week, we obviously lose. Like, flying colors, we lose. But the well, last hold time, hold on, one question: Are we assuming Lawrence? I he's going to be basically a game time decision from everything yeah. I can, I've seen. So, uh, you know, take it as you want. I, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Sorry, just but it'll honestly, you know, it'll be say both if you want. If you think Lawrence is the difference of this win or not this win, then say it. I CJ think the, the, the difference, the difference in the game. I think regardless. Now, obviously, yeah, their backup is far less talented than Lawrence, but the difference in the game is going to be whether or not we do or do not beat ourselves. I agree. You know, that's that's what it's going to come down to. So, you know, what I was about to say loss, but I'm going to go. I'm going to take this route. All right, the last time we played th- like this much shit, we got it together. And granted, it was on a full week, but you saw the leaders of the locker room kick in. I know this is very like you know better or whatever but I, I think we have enough mature guys to get guys to focus this week and really buckle down and play to their best play to their strength I think if we have all of our guys playing at their best versus all of their guys playing at their best I think we're a more talented team than them I think we can beat them so I think that's what we're going to see I'm not saying it's going to be like our guys are going to play try to play their best I don't know that they are because <laughs> this offensive line is going to be is going to suck but anyway, uh, I'll just get to it. Um, I can't predict it's a score yes, more can. than Will 20. You? So I'll give it Saints 17, and then I'll give – it's going to be a one-point game, 17-16 Saints. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Who scores those two touchdowns you just mentioned? 
you know, uh, I'm going to give Lattimore a pick six. All right. Feel it coming. He, he's he's who, gonna, who was your offense? Did you say that? He went straight no. to one of the touchdowns for Lattimore. Okay, okay, got it. And that's your MVP, clearly. Pick yeah. six wins you MVP. And uh, Offensively. Offensive MVP is going to be yeah. – it's going to be Derek Carr. He, he got the taste of the 350, but he's pissed because it was a hollow 350. What do you think it is? He's coming in What's angry. it look like? Uh, he's not going to – if we do it, we're not going to – not gonna have to throw for that many yards again so uh i mean it's gonna be like a 260 game but i think he his completion percentage well actually now i can't predict uh, he's gonna have 260 in a td his touchdown deep it's gonna be the way he plays though i think he tightens it up get some key first downs throw to win it more more throws to michael thomas in the slants who fails us on special teams this week uh god (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm going with 17, I'm so I'm saying Groupie gets at least one. One of three, but it's going to be it's going to be early in the game. It's not going to be the game winner. Um, uh, okay, but, so yeah. I like 260 for Carr. That's that's. I mean, it is a weaker defensive team so far this year. So I hope you're right. I just hope we give them enough time to be able to achieve that. Um, I'm. I agree with you. Where the score is going to be. I have trouble because both of y'all have picked one loss, mm-hmm. and every other pick has been a win for the Saints for us this year. I was, so we talk all this shit about how messed up we are and all this, and we pick us to win every week. That's a, that's us being fan, <laughs> fan fans, and I'm, I'm <laughs> the like most homer ultimate. of everyone because I have us at six and zero, uh, and obviously we're three and three. Um, it's just so hard to pick us to lose <laughs> for I, me. Well, we're know. not playing anybody that should just dominate us, so it's really difficult. Yeah. It just, yeah. Oh uh, God, if we play, if we're yeah, Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, like, like we <laughs> goodbye. I know. agree with Corey in that if we lose this game, I think we get in our own way again, like we did against Green Bay and like we did against um, this yeah. past week. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where it puts us. I don't like the offensive line situation. I think it's going to be very difficult to score touchdowns this week. Um. I'm going to say We need to get a little soundboard in here with the Jeopardy music. I'm going to say It's in life or death, bro. This team makes it hard for it's us. It's hard though. because I, I agree with Corey in that I think like we have enough passion, enough veterans that like the performance is going to be better. But it's the should, offensive line so bad that we can't overcome it, like, even if that happens, because yeah, I think that's in play. Yeah, if you're not motivated after what you just did, then when will you be to like get your ass in gear when all your leaders are calling you out? But then again, like the second they start underperforming, all of those n- bad feelings, all that negativity, it's going to be hard to keep that from rushing uh, in. All right, I'm going to go 20 19 Boom. Saints. Oh, you got us getting 20. I, I thought you were going I with do. a loss. I'm with you. One's one's a defensive or special team touchdown. I'm going to say Carr gets one touchdown. It's to Thomas. So I'm going I'm to go back to Thomas again, getting his first TD of the season, and that being the only offensive TD we score. Um, I think he can beat this secondary, and we're talking we feel like the game plan needs to be short. Then do it. Just, Just simplify do it. it. Just, Just make it about Mike slants. 
out routes, all those routes that he can beat any corner in the league, and they don't have the corners to guard our receivers. We can't block more than two and a half seconds, so it better be quick, short stuff. Uh, defensively, I'm going to stop fighting it, and I'm going to say Granderson. You can, I mean, you kind of have He's to been our point. best player all year by, yeah. in my accounts, a lot. Agree. By the looks of it, you may have taken the um, guy. I'm going to call it a sack, <laughs> fumble, that safety no that we recover and and run in I, i'm not saying he uh, recovers it okay. i'm saying his sack fumble for a touchdown granderson causes a somebody touchdown. picks it up runs it honey badger is always good for that i, I think the defensive touchdown is the only way we win or down inside the, let's call it inside the 10 where yeah. he gives us a touchdown right? sets you up yep right um so that's what i'm gonna call it and that has me with the saints at seven and now so. there you go all right. Well, I guess I will be the uh, the only one who does it. I'm going to say <laughs> Jags. Say six. Jags big. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. It's going to get I'm, out I'm of gonna, hand. I'm going to paint a heartbreaking scenario oh, for y'all here. Max is in. Ruby misses pain. a 32 yarder for the win. So this is going to be 16 to 14. Oh boy. They get a safety. No. They're going to get a safety on us at some point. Not to like win it. Not to win it, no. Okay. But we're going to be backed up at some point, you know, and uh, they're going to get a safety on us. Somehow, somehow Prentice will play. It's not going to be Prentice, but... Do we miss the, the game-winning kick in this scenario? We do miss the game-winning uh, kick. All right. Okay. This is like, you know, you're... you're, you're well, it's a prediction, so it's, there's nothing against the And he gets fired it. immediately? But this and is again, like, this is hold a death, on, again, death prediction. I, lest there be no confusion, I am... Sh- Going for the reverse of jinx here. Uh, yeah, well. And the one week that I picked against him and Corey picked against him as well is the week that we bounced back with our best overall performance. Well, hold on. Can you go for the reverse jinx if you're saying you're going for the reverse jinx? You can. Does it work out? Okay. Just make sure it works out. Because I'm sticking with the prediction. So I'm saying, you I'm, can't tell everyone your wish. That's not right. Well, it automatically doesn't I mean, come I, true. I, I think I'd prefer. <laughs> I think All right, prefer, anyway, anyway. What you got? 16 to 14. So you have three field goals. No, you have two touchdowns for us. I have two touchdowns for us. Wow. One of them is going to be a special teams touchdown. Okay. So Shahid scores. So to me, Shahid is your offensive MVP. Hmm. I feel like he's going to get a kick return or a punt return for a touchdown. And then I also feel like he's either going to set up the other touchdown on offense with a long catch and he gets tackled at like the uh, five-yard line or something, or he's going to catch another touchdown. So I think Shahid has multiple touchdowns in this game. One on special teams, or one sets on offense. Up a touchdown. Corey, your eyes are. What do you? you no, I'm, I'm scheming. I'm, I'm gonna. You look make, like I asked you to figure no, out the square root or something. You, you, no, you, you brought up something that makes me think. I'm gonna throw a one-off prediction. All right, well, hold on. So we got uh, Shahid is the offensive MVP, yeah. and he's also gonna have a touchdown on special teams. Not yeah. sure if it's kick or punt return. On defense, I do think that the uh, the honey badger. Hmm. Is going to be the defensive MVP. I feel like there's some kind of you know game changing play, maybe that sets us up for that potential game winning field goal turnover. Some kind of turnover. turnover. There's going to be either a punt return, or I'm sorry, a uh, interception or, or a fumble a recovery fumble. or something. Yeah. The Honey Badger is going to do something that gives us a chance at the end to kick this game winning field goal. Yeah. Now I've been going back and forth on how long this field goal is going to be. <sighs> I'm going to give I'm going to give Groupie the benefit of the doubt on this one. It's going to be a longer one. I think it's going to be like a 48, 49 yarder. So it's going to be a tough field goal, and it's his shot at redemption. And he misses it, and we fire him. He misses it. 
We go into the basically the mini bye week. And Cade Yorkshire kicker. Well, multiple things happen during this many bye week. That would send us into I think Carmichael gets the uh, play calling duties pulled away from him, and then we get ourselves a new kicker as well. It probably won't be Cade York, because that's who we want, so it's going to be somebody somebody we're not expecting. Uh, probably that kid that was uh, on the team during the, the uh, mini camps after the draft, um, the OTAs and all that. I can't remember what his name is, the Latin kid. But that's my prediction. Damn. I, I was just going to say that I think uh, Shahid's going to throw for a touchdown in this one. That would be fun. It would be the – we're going to get gimmicky. We have so little time to throw. We're going to get gimmicky. It's a quick toss out to him. You can't sack him if he's on the 20s. He takes it, throws it to Lave, screeching down the field. Well, it's clear we are grasping for straws at this point. Yeah, yeah we are. Away. It wouldn't <laughs> shock me. It would not shock me if we see a halfback or a wide receiver. Let me say this, though. So looking at our next four games. So we've got the Jags this week. We've got the Colts with Richardson out. But Taylor back. We've got the Bears yeah. with Justin Fields. We're not sure what his status is going to be. I know his uh, wrist was banged up the other day, so we'll see where that leads us. And then we've got the Vikings, who more than likely will be minus Justin Jefferson. That's 50-50 because he's due back that week, I think. Yeah, but they were saying four to six weeks yeah. most likely. Yeah. So When in doubt, they're playing against us. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Saints, I'm in. Let's yeah. go. I- but uh, and then after that, you have the Falcons. So, look, you know, before the season, looking at the team we had, you would have thought this should be where we can make a real a real run. This is going to be tough, and this is the make or break point of the year. If we can't string together some wins here, you're going to be chasing whoever either it's the Bucks or the Falcons. You're going to be would chasing them the rest of the year. If one of those wins is the Falcons, and we come out of this stretch with a winning record. Just one over. Oh, we come out of this with a winning record. We're going to be in We're it. in great shape. We're in great shape. Uh, well, in this division, In this division. Yes, in yeah, division. Not, in not as far as winning a Super Bowl. We all know where we stand with well, that. Well, and tell me, let me say this. Anyone who is paying any attention, I guess, and saying like, oh, well, the Eagles, we need the Eagles to lose, or we need the Niners, get that out of your fucking yeah, head. They, they the, do the, the reality matter. is the only path We are for targeting team, the four seed. The only path for this team yeah. to make it to the playoffs is as the four seed winning the division. We are not catching anyone for that number one seed, so stop even bringing that scenario up. No, it's not And happening. what you're hoping is some luck in the seeding where we win a game and a wildcard team beats another team. We don't have to go to the 49ers, presumably them being the one seed, and we get to buy that week. You're still not beating a Philly. Even if, we're, even if we get all this figured out, it's hard to envision a scenario where we beat a Philly or a 49ers team. Uh, a Detroit team, maybe no. if we get rolling. Today, no. no way. If we get rolling, I could see that. They have flaws. Those other two teams, if they're healthy, they don't have flaws that we can that, that I think we match up against. So taper expectations. We're looking at the four seed, like Max said, and hoping for some playoff luck and injuries to You're advance. hoping for injuries. Right. Keep well, playing. it happened this week, so let's not count it out. It happened to the Niners last year in the championship game with McCaffrey playing quarterback. These things happen all the time. It's so still, you're I mean, hoping for injuries, and you're hoping yeah. for our injuries to heal quickly and the players to get and their no head asses yeah. and the coaches. It's still so. any given Sunday, but it's – yeah. So to wrap it up, uh, we're we're desperately trying to find a way for the Saints to win this game. Uh, special teams touchdowns. Corey all three Woods. of us will be at the game first time this year. 
Corey yeah. wants an option pass with Shahid. I'm not I want it. I just think it's going to happen. We might need it. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> so um, we're hoping Trevor Lawrence doesn't play. CJ Beathard, I think we'd all feel better. We're in the Dome. We all know that's an advantage. Let's go 2-1 and one at home and get to a winning record and look at the rest of the schedule that Max was talking about. So we'll catch you next week after this game, and uh, go Saints. Who dat?